Welcome to the Harmony Church Podcast. For more information on service times, any upcoming events, or joining a life group, please check out our website, harmonychurch.nz. We really hope this week's podcast blesses you. Now I'd like to start with a testimony uh, this morning, a powerful testimony of what happened at uh, Easter. Last week, a pastor friend of mine in Southern California just told me that a long-time friend of his called him because he had tested positive for the coronavirus and desperately needed a miracle. She explained that upon returning home, her symptoms soon escalated to the point in which she needed ambulance to come and take her to the hospital. She had a very high fever and laboring, breathing, uh, debilitating fatigue and felt like her fate was going to be like her father's who had just died for the coronavirus a few days earlier unless God intervened. Over the phone, my friend instructed her to speak to the parts of her body where she felt the virus had infiltrated and command the virus to leave those parts of her body in Jesus' name. In the ambulance on the way to the hospital, she began to speak out loud to her lungs, to her head, and any other body parts she could think of that could be affected. The ambulance attendant was skeptical of her intervention until they arrived at the hospital and her temperature and her breathing was normal. She was retested for coronavirus, the same hospital in which she had previously been tested the day before, but this time the test came back negative. Today, she is celebrating Easter, that was last week, Easter in perfect health, completely healed. The resurrection power of Jesus is available to anyone who will believe in God. You may not be able to get to a church this morning because we are settled everywhere in our bubbles, wherever we are in New Zealand or around the world. But his presence and power is with us and we can declare these things over our lives. Jesus sacrificed that we could be healed. Take it for yourself and help someone else who needs a miracle today. Do you need a miracle today? Jesus is still the healer. He is still the same today, yesterday, and forever. And so start speaking to your body, whatever sickness, whatever issue you have at this time. May this testimony of Jesus be a a testimony and a prophetic thing over your life. Because the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. You prophesy over your life. You declare over your life the resurrected power of Jesus. And things will start to shift in your life and heal in your life. Amen? Amen. Thank you so much. In Him we live and move and have our being. You know, it's so important that we keep a God perspective. It is so easy to get taken away by the problems It's so easy to look at circumstances, COVID-19, the economy, work or whatever. It's so easy to get discouraged and get worried. But Jesus is calling us to stay in faith, to not be distracted, to not be distracted, to keep trusting in God because we live by faith and not by sight. Amen. We live by the faith in God and actually the faith of God that is in us. The faith of God, and we don't live by our seeing, even in the natural seeing of the things that are going on. You know, it's so easy to lose sight of God, even in your bubble. The mundane things that we do every day like this, we can lose sight of God. 
And I believe today is a day I want to help some of us to refocus, to refocus on Jesus. <laughs> More now than ever before, we need to stay connected to Jesus, to draw from his presence, to draw from his strength, to draw from communion and spending time with him. I love this in the Psalm 75. Look at this, 73, sorry, 73. Whom have I in heaven but you? And on earth has nothing I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Amen? Amen. Let's not get worry and anxiety overcome us at this time. Now, I've got some good news for you. In the Bible, in Matthew 6, in the Amplified we're going to read that story of Jesus speaking to us about worry. And actually the heading of that scripture is called the cure for anxiety. The cure for worry. Do you want to know what it is? Let's read it together. Here we go. Therefore I tell you, Jesus says, stop being worried or anxious, perpetually uneasy, distracted about your life. As to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body or what you will wear. Is life not more than food and your body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the air. They neither sow seed nor reap the harvest nor gather the crops into barns. And yet your heavenly Father keeps on feeding them. Are you not worth much more than they? And who of you by worrying can add one hour to the length of your life? And why are you worried about clothes? See how the lilies and the wildflowers of the field grow. They do not labor, nor do they spin, make wool for clothing. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all of his glory and splendor dressed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive and green today and tomorrow, is cut away and thrown as fuel into the furnace Will he not much more clothe you? Come on, everybody say this. Clothe me. He's going to clothe me. You of little faith, Jesus says. Therefore, do not worry. Everybody say not worry. Not worry. Not worry. <laughs> I'll be anxious or perpetually uneasy, distracted, saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? For the pagan Gentiles easily, eagerly seek after these things. But God says, do not worry, for your heavenly Father knows that you need them. Here's the cure. But first, everybody say first. First. First, seek the kingdom of God. Aim at it, strive at it, the kingdom and his righteousness, his way of doing things, being right, the attitude and character of God. And all these things shall be added unto you. So do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Isn't that powerful? Jesus says, do not worry. Do not be anxious. He said, actually, don't be distracted. Don't be distracted by the things of this world. God will clothe you. He will provide for you. You know, it's so easy to get distracted at this particular time and only focus on clothes and on food and on problems and on things that are going on in the world, in the economy or whatever's going on. But Jesus says life is so much more than that. He says, look at the birds and the flowers, the birds and the flowers. God feeds them. 
The father looks after them. He clothes them. Even Solomon, the famous King Solomon, who had everything. He was so glorious. Even him is not as beautiful as those beautiful flowers and the beautiful nature that we see. Amen? Amen. You know, worry can be a killer. Being anxious can be a killer. I, I've done it for a long time too, and I still sometimes uh, worry about certain things. But really, it's not worth it. Worry is not worth it. It's over. Rated and it's simply exhausting. You try to worry all the time, it will eat at your heart, it will eat at your being, and eat even at your body, you'll get sick. It is not good for us. But some of us in this time, and most of us have worried at, at, at one point in this particular time. So many have been worrying about COVID-19, the economy and jobs, etc. But Jesus says, don't worry about these things. Yes, they are there, but don't worry about it. Trust in me. Don't worry about your life. Eat and drink. Life is more than clothes and food. Your heavenly know, Father knows what you need. Philippians 4 says that God shall supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory. We can trust him. Hey, and here's the cure. Here it comes. Are you ready? The cure for worry and anxiety is Jesus first. The kingdom First, seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. God is first. And when we put him first, when we worship him first, when we put him first in our lives, then all the other things will also be added onto our lives. I love this in the Passion. It says, so above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's spirit or the God's kingdom and righteousness. And then he will give us everything we need abundantly, abundantly. Come on, we chase after his kingdom. We chase after a kingdom perspective, a God perspective. And we stay in that realm of the spirit and trust God. And then we will see that the things of earth and the things that we need will be taken care of in his own way. Come on, don't chase after conspiracy theories, 5G or the mark of the beast. All these things are floating around, going around. Let's keep our perspective, people. Let's focus on Jesus. He is all powerful. He is all glorious. Ha! He's so good, you know. You know, Catherine and I, when we started Harmony Church 11 years ago, we, we didn't have much money. And um, being in a situation like maybe some of you are right now, maybe you've lost your job or maybe something has happened, but um, we had not. We were on student allowance and we had nothing. But you know, we trusted God. Even starting a church like this, we trusted God and God has never failed us. We, we learned for 30 years ago in our marriage that we said we're going to put God first, that we would read the Bible together at night, put God first. In the morning, we pray, we put God first in our finances. Even if we had no money, we'll still tithe, we'll still give because God is first in our lives. And because of that, we have never seen Him fail us. It's not always been easy. But he always provides for us. I remember a story that uh, Catherine was in YWAM. So when I knew her, when we were engaged, and Catherine, she was so poor in, in YWAM, she had nothing. And God was providing for her every day. And one day she told me, Gideon, I have no, well, she told me the story that happened. I didn't know. Uh, they said, Gideon, I had, a few days ago, I had no toothpaste. Come on, just toothpaste. No money for toothpaste. And he says that that night, 
somebody gave toothpaste on the step of her door and she found toothpaste. Nobody knew about what she needed, but God knew what she needed. God knows what you need. God knows what I need. And so we can completely trust him. Now, I really believe right now, I really have a, a sense of a word this week that I really felt, I've been talking about a little bit already, that let God be God. I really felt for us to, to refocus on a God perspective and all the stuff that's going on to keep a God perspective and focus on Him because He reigns in full power and full glory, right? This does not come to Him uh, by surprise. He has not had any sleepless nights. He is still glorious. He's still all-powerful. And he will still fulfill his purposes in the world. Whatever goes on in the world. And all kinds of things have gone on in the world throughout history. Amen? But God is still reigning. Now, I want to I read a psalm to you. It, 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 because I want you to, to, to have a sight on him and not lose sight of him. It, it's called the king of the world. <laughs> He's the king of the world. Look at this. Look at this. And it's a bit praising God, but it, it shows how awesome he is. Look at this. Go ahead. This is in the Passion Translation. 96. Go ahead. Sing your new song to the Lord. Let everyone in every language sing him a new song. Don't stop. Keep on singing. Make his name famous. Tell everyone every day how wonderful he is. Give them The good news of your great Savior, take the message of his glory and the miracles to every nation. What a word. That's the Old Testament. Guys, this is where our focus should be. Take his good news of his great Savior to every nation. Our focus should be the harvest. Our focus should be what Jesus focused on. He is focused on having having people saved. Did you know that the context of Matthew 6, when he talks about not worry, before that talks about finance. Talks about, hey, what are you going to do? You're going to serve mammon, finance, or you should serve God. And he says that put up not treasures on earth, but put treasures in heaven. You know what the only treasures that we can have in heaven? People. We can't take anything away from earth. Nothing except people. And that's the focus on God because Jesus came to seek a save that was lost. Amen. So his focus is people. I was talking on a pastor's chat the other day. And one of the pastors at the Church of the Highlands in America, Alabama, he was saying that so many more people are now ready to receive Christ and the openness. And we see the same thing through our uh, reach right now. We're reaching so many more people through the airwaves right now through, uh, through this online. It's amazing what's happening. And they, they can measure how many people send in uh, their responses. Last weekend at Easter, they had 10,000 people come to Christ one day. 10,000 people online because they are watching what God is doing. God, that is the focus that we should have. Amen. Tell them about all the amazing things he has done. Verse 4, for God, the Lord, sorry, for the Lord's greatness is beyond description and is, he deserves all the praise that comes to him. He is our King God and it's right to be in holy awe of him. Other gods are absolutely worthless and men have we seen that and some of them we've not even missed, have we? For the Lord God is creator God who spread the splendor of the skies. Breathtaking brilliance and awe-inspiring majesty radiate from his shining presence. (laughs) His stunning beauty overwhelms all who come before him. 
Surrender to the Lord Yahweh, all your nations and peoples. Surrender to Him your pride and your strength. Confess that Jehovah alone deserves all the glory and the honor. Bring an offering and come celebrating in His courts. Come worship the Lord, wearing the splendor of His holiness. Let everyone wait in wonder and as they tremble in awe before Him. Here we go. Look at this. Tell the nations plainly. What does it say? That God, Yahweh, rules over all. He rules over all. He's doing a great job and nothing will disrupt him. Now we've had this amazing word that Catherine gave last year. That's going to be a major disruption in the world. And man, has she been right? And amazing disruption. But God is not disrupted. The world is disrupted. And God is using this disruption to disrupt people's lives. And to, and to make plain the things that are not right. And to reveal corruption. And to Man, this is, this is a great day. This is a great day because he reigns and he will have his way. Amen? He will have his way. Let the sky sing for joy. Let the earth join in the chorus. Let oceans thunder and fields echo the static praise. Until swaying trees of every forest joins in. Look at this. Lifting up their song in joyous praise to him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we worship you. We lift our song. We lift up our song in joyous praise to him. You know what, you want to know what the cure is of worry, anxiety? It's praising him. It's looking at him. It is seeing him who he really is. The solution in the midst of the storm is to praise him. So put your praise on. Put your praise on. You know, Peter, there's a story in the Bible that Jesus was uh, coming to the, uh, on the lake uh, in the early morning and the, the, the fishermen, the disciples were on the lake in the boat and he walks on the water to them and Peter says, can I walk too? Oh, it's Peter, you know, he always wants to do extravagant things. And so Jesus says, yes, come. So Peter starts walking on the water. As he was looking at Jesus, he was walking on the water. It was just amazing. It was a supernatural walking on the water. But I tell you, when he, walked, when he looked away from Jesus and he looked away to the waves, he started to sink. When we start looking at circumstances, when we start looking at problems, when we start worrying, it's so easy to do this kind of stuff. And start watching the waves and start watching the problems and we start to sink. But when we look to Jesus, we walk above the waves. Yes, the waves are there, but we walk above the waves. We walk supernaturally on water, and we know what it is to have a supernatural step. Supernatural step. My question to you today is, what do you see? Or even better so, who are you looking at? Or do you have a God perspective? A God perspective. The cure for worry is Jesus. The solution for anxiety is Jesus. It's a solution for anything. He is our peace. He is our joy. He is our provider. He is the rock we stand on. He is immovable, unshakable in our lives. And so we need to move from worship, from worry to worship. From anxiety to praise. And from despair to prayer. Change our focus from worry to worship, from anxiety to praise, and from despair to prayer. Lift up your eyes and look into his face. 
Well, that reminds me of a very famous song that some of you will know. It's an old hymn. But how beautiful, how powerful in this season. I want to read this to you, and you can read with me online. Look at this. It's, it's, it's called, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. Look what it says here. Turn your eyes upon Jesus and look in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. And this is the verse that it says here. Oh soul, are you weary and troubled? No light in the darkness you see. Hey, there's light for a look at our Savior and life more abundant and free. The next verse, through death into life everlasting, he passed and we follow him there. Over our sin, no more has dominion, for we are more than conquerors we are. Amen? Come on. The last verse says this, his word shall not fail you. He promised, believe him and all will be well. Then go to a world that is dying his perfect salvation to tell. Wow, what a powerful hymn. What a powerful song. What a powerful words as we focus on the harvest. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look forth in his wonderful face. And the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glorious grace. Oh, let's look to Jesus, people. Let's look to him. Let's worship him. Let's keep him at the forefront of who he is. Let's see him as he is, as the reigning king. And as we do, we are lifted up into where he is. We are lifted up into, into strength, into encouragement in our lives. And a freedom comes in our lives. Even though we're isolated, a freedom comes and a lightness comes into our step. And he'll fill your heart. I'm almost done. But do you feel stuck in the prison? Do you, do you, is your home hub bubble even a, a prison? Kind of sent isolation a prison for you? Because some of you I've seen on, on, the, um, on the news that people even use words like home detention. People say, I can't get out. I'm home detained. I mean, like, it's like a prison to me. Well, there's a little story in the Bible I want to share as a testimony of how praise can help you to get out of your prison. Paul and Silas, they were, they were unjustly thrown into prison because they were preaching the gospel, but there was this lady and she was predicting the future and, and yelling at people, telling them what they are, but, and they couldn't understand each other. So he got so tired of it, Paul said, shut up, demon, come out. And so he delivered her. But now her pimps, the people who are her bosses, she says, hey, we can't make any money from her anymore. And they got angry and they start to, to hit on, uh, on Paul and Silas and they throw him into jail unjustly. Look what it says. After, and it says here, miracles can come out of painful places. Yes. After they were severely beaten, Paul and Silas, they were thrown to prison and the jailer was commanded to guard them securely. So the jailer placed them in the innermost cell of the prison and they had their feet bound and chained. But look at this. Paul and Silas undaunted. Come on. Undaunted. Prayed in the middle of the night and sang songs of praise to God. And while all the other prisoners were listening to their worship, suddenly a great earthquake shook the foundation of the prison. All at once, every prison door flew open and the chains of all the prisoners came loose. Oh, startled, the jailer awoke and saw every cell and door standing open, assuming they were prisoners and they have escaped. <clears throat> he drew a sword and was about to kill himself because he knew that when the prisoners were gone, 
the Roman authorities would kill him. And then suddenly Paul says, stop, 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 out of the darkness. Stop, don't hurt yourself. We're all still here. The jailer called for a light. And when he saw that they were still in their cells, he rushed and fell, trembling at their feet. And then he led Paulus and Silas outside. And look what the question that he asked. What must I do to be saved? Wow, isn't it amazing? In this context, he saw the miracle of God. What must I do to be saved? And Paul says, believe in Jesus and you will be saved, you and all your family. Wow. Interesting theologically, by the way, because only the jailer was there. His family was not there. And Paul says to him, believe in Jesus and you'll be saved, you and all your family will be saved. You know, Paul and Silas were stuck in a jail. They were stuck in isolation. They were stuck in their bubble. They were stuck in, in their situation. But this did not deter them, did not stop them praising God. And in the middle of their situation, they started to praise God and the chains fell off. I have a question for you. Maybe you feel similar. Maybe it's not necessarily that you are, are, are like the, the bubble is a, is, a, is a prison for you, but maybe you are in prison in some sin, in some issue of life. You are stuck in some addiction or some mental thing or something going on in your life and you're stuck in a prison and you don't know how to get out. I tell you, whatever prison you're in, worry, anxiety, whatever it is, the cure is to start looking to Jesus and to start praising him. How wonderful, what a great powerful story this is of Paul and Silas. That the cure is praise. The cure is praise. The cure of our anxiety is, wor is worship. Is worship. Come on, get your praise going. Put your praise on and get a God perspective in your life. And you, can see, you will see that all the other things in your life will start to fall into place. Amen? Amen. Well, we come to the end of a service. We want to just now celebrate this beautiful, beautiful meal. Communion meal. And as we do, I want us to focus again on Jesus. Look at the scripture. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Don't give up. Don't be distracted. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith for the joy that was set before him. He endured the cross, scorning its shame and sat down at the right hand of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Some of us today feel a bit weary. Some of us have lost a bit of heart. Maybe some worry, maybe some anxiety the cure is to look to Jesus fixing our eyes on Jesus and so we're going to celebrate this meal this represents Jesus his sacrifice he made for us but also his life that he gave to us after his resurrection let's let's now look at the bread let's take all of us a piece of bread this is his body Jesus body that was broken for us. We celebrated this last Good Friday, last week. That he sacrificed his life. That his body was beaten. That by his stripes, you might find healing. You might find hope. You might find strength in your life. 
take his life and be encouraged and be changed from the inside out in Jesus' name. Take and eat. And this is his blood that's poured out for us, for our salvation. His blood poured out of his side straight into your heart. And his blood is now going through our veins. And his blood is over our house, it's over our family, over our jobs, over our workplace, over our businesses, over our family. We want to thank you, Jesus, for your blood poured out for us. Forgiveness of sin, but also a new covenant in your blood. New promises and new life. Father, we thank you again for your protection over our houses. Father, we thank you for the protection over this nation. Lord, your hand truly has been over this nation. Your hand that we're doing, what we're doing right now is just unbelievable. We're leading the world in what's happening right now of beating this virus. Father, thank you for your hand. It's the blood, the powerful blood of Jesus that changes things. Father, thank you for our lives, for protecting us and strengthening us. We honor you and we bless you. Amen. Drink. Praise the Lord. Well, now we have the privilege of hearing the song that Catherine wrote yesterday and recorded for us. I suggest you close your eyes and let the, let, let the words of this song just minister to you. In Jesus' name.
you in every circumstance, Lord. We look to you. You are our rescuer. You are our strength, Lord. Today we fix our eyes on you and we lift up your name. And we thank you, Lord, that you give us a God perspective. Thank you, Lord, that you bring us from worry into worship. Thank you, Lord, you bring us from despair into prayer. And Father, thank you so much for your blessings in our lives. We thank you. Right now, receive the blessing. May the Lord bless you in your bubble. The Lord bless you and the Lord keep you. And the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance to you and give you his shalom peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken from now till he comes. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.